You're listening to The Dropouts. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 18 of The Dropouts. My name is Morgan. And I'm Jess. And today, our topic is health and all things related. I know for some people that's probably going to make you feel cringy, but I promise we have great things to talk about and our personal journeys with it. And this today, our uh, episode style is a little more conversational, if you will, because we're just talking about our personal experience. I don't, Jess, do you have any research or anything? No. I mean, I'm going to put some of the Huberman Lab. Yeah, I have some like episodes that I'll reference that I like. I'll put them in the show notes from cool. the Huberman Lab. Shocker. Um, that helped me kind of turn my shit around but yeah so what's been going on um well last week we did not record um i this this is not well, we to recorded be ahead a little just, bit and then yeah. yeah we recorded ahead because i was in Manaqua the week before that and then i got back and like something happened last week that kind of like flipped everything upside down temporarily for me which like i said i'm not being an alarmist that's just the reality of it so I just had to prioritize last week and re- reconvene this week. So that's why we just took a break. Um, we record week of. We're not one of those very hyper-prepared podcasts that has like six recordings in the bank. So yeah, we took the week off last week, which is fine. We're back at it this week. Um, let's see. What else happened? I came back from Anaqua. It was lovely. It was so nice. There was a couple days where it was like chilly a little bit and... Wisconsin's interesting because if you don't like the weather, you just wait five minutes and it's different, truly. So, <laughs> like, it was super hot some days. And then it was, like, literally one day was really overcast and cloudy. And it was just, like, that was the start of fall. It was just, like, that day up there was just – there was such a transition from the day before. Where it was so hot and humid and, like, we're all dying. And then it was literally the next day it was, like, you needed a sweatshirt and jeans. So I had the, like – very stark transition to fall which was kind of nice while we were up there I love Manaqua uh last week I also did my first round of coaching which was wonderful and interesting and and an interesting experience it's definitely like something it's just like so out of my element but I think I think it's going well I'd like to think that yeah um I mean, and... I've gotten good feedback about it to me so oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, she's amazing I'm like I know I'm happy to hear that yeah it's just it's been like really interesting talking to different personalities and different people and what their vision is for their life and trying to extrapolate how we can get from point a to point b which point B would be like, what is your ideal life and maintaining the joy of the journey in the process because what I say or what I've said to everybody is all the time in society and for ourselves, we think that once you get this thing or once you get to this milestone or goal, then you'll be happy. And people are so disappointed because there's like a phenomenon that happens um, with actors who win an Oscar. And they think once I win an Oscar, I'll be established and I will feel fulfilled. And there is this like recorded depression that happens afterwards because they realize that they, got that milestone and nothing changed really I mean you know what I mean like there's nothing significant that changes in your day-to-day life and so if you don't enjoy the journey along the way to get to the goals then it's not going to matter at the end so that's what my focus is is 
how can we make this the most exciting, enjoyable process of getting to your dream life, but also preserving the joy and integrity and authenticity of it along the way. So that's been my focus. That's good. That ties into today too, I think, at least what I have to talk about. I mean, that's kind of the key to everything is enjoying the journey and not just you know, yeah. buckling down yeah. to the end result. Like you, it's not good, not sustainable, you know? It's not, that's like a great point actually. And brings up, today we're talking about like health and obviously most of that has to do with how you treat your body and your mental health and everything. But mo- I think today we're focusing more on physical health. And I used to be in the bodybuilding world, which I know is like wild for some people to hear, but mm-hmm. that's what I did. And so I have this really, uh, I have a really interesting perspective of what, health is and what it's not and the mentality behind it and all that stuff which we can talk about later but that process of enjoying the journey it can get pretty twisty if you let it so anyways um but yeah I started coaching last week and then I had my pre-order launch for Wilson House yesterday which was Labor Day um so if you guys want to I'm going to do a shameless plug but if you guys want to pre-order I have the fall collection out um you can do a pre-order Wilson House 15 will get you 15% off orders of $50 or more. Um, and we start shipping September 20th. So if you want to get your pre-order in, I recommend it because on the se- or 16th, I'm going to open it up to text club members. And on the 17th, I'm going to start to post TikToks. And usually once that happens, um, we get sold out pretty quickly. So I'm giving everyone an opportunity and when to I start put buying. a pre-order in. <laughs> yeah. And when Jess, I've given her permission to start slowly um collecting again like (laughs) jess you should put in the stories the shelving unit that you have for wilson house she literally Literally has like a shelving unit in her house that is just candles i think at least it was Mm -hmm. for a while yeah no it's just just candles yeah it's um it's what's what's the word i want to say it's charmingly psychotic That's like the best description for me as a person. <laughs> Honestly, charmingly I'm going to run yeah. with that. It's going to go on my dating profile. Like, I appreciate it so very much. Uh, but w- like when she showed me the first time, and like I don't think I knew Jess very well no, at the point no, that she initially didn't. like sent me a picture. And I was like, wow. I mean, I knew she ordered a lot, but I didn't know how bad it was all on my bed and I took I literally made a reel like it's on my my Instagram. This is before mm. we were like friends. And I was it's like, so I funny. really have many so and many. i'm still gonna keep buying them um so i've given her permission permission you guys again better to... run you guys better run or you won't have yeah. any left because i will buy them all yeah um the 29 day gifts challenge both jess and i started i started yesterday because like i said last week um i was not in a position to think of anything external so i i started yesterday the fifth i forgot to post it but i'm gonna post something in our stories later like day by day what I'm giving um the first thing I gave was a card to a healthcare like a nurse that I saw last week who was the nicest human being possible and like man I know what it's like to be on the other end of that to be a nurse and in healthcare and not ever like I remember just when parents would send us thank you cards or treats or something it was so rare but it was so appreciated like the whole nursing station would just be a buzz with like oh my god can you believe so-and-so's dad dropped this off or mom gave us flowers or something like people were just so 
they felt so seen. And so I just want to make sure that this nurse feels very seen because she was, um, I don't know, she was just like so amazing and I loved her. So that is my very first gift is sending a card. And I think I'll probably, I wrote it, I just have to send it. So I'm probably going to put like a little um, Starbucks gift card or something in there too, just to extra, extra pizzazzle. That's not a word, but I don't care. So what, what about your gifts? I, did you start? You started. Yes. I started on the first. Um, I think I posted this one on the story, but, um, so like, I won't go too in depth, but like one of the things, like, I feel like I, I give things pretty often. I, it was something that I was always raised on. Like even for my grand, like she was a nurse, my mom, like always just very, like, we'll give the shirt off our back to anybody, like not even just someone that we know, like anybody. Um, and I've also gotten to the place where I've just given almost too much, um, or people have taken too much. So I'm trying to like, this is more of like a mind thing for me, I think, and being more intentional versus like, um, reflective of what I've given. So being like more intentional and also not tying monetary value to it. And I know I've talked Mm -hmm. to Morgan about this because I'm, I'm a go big or go home kind of person. So um, I get kind of competitive with myself and like, oh, like that's not, I should give more, whatever. And a lot of times I'll tie that to money, which is a money mindset thing that I need to unpack. But anywho, on the first, I was checking out at Walmart. I had my headphones on. I just, I was like done with the gym and grabbing something before I went home. And this woman like comes up to me and normally when I'm in Walmart, honestly, I just keep my head down. I just like get in, get out. Like I, I don't really love the Walmart by me, but it's really close and convenient. And, um, my other grocery store didn't have what I was needing. And she like came up with like a handful of coins and she was like, can I, she was foreign and didn't really speak much English, but she was trying to buy these granola bars and was like a couple coins short. And normally I don't have cash on me, but I had coins, um, and I was like, yeah, of course. So I like gave her the coins. And honestly, if I didn't have the coins, I probably would have just bought them for her anyway. But it was nice to like it was I was literally had just been thinking as I was walking to the checkout, like, what am I going to give today? And it, the opportunity presented itself right there. So it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. And the yeah. next day. um, What? Are you going to say something? No, I, I just said. Say yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hurrah. <laughs> I I concur. (laughs) (sighs) The second day, I drove my mom and sister to the airport and canceled my Labor Day weekend plans to watch her dogs while they were gone to see um, my some family down in Texas that um, she had a baby. So they went down to go see her over the long weekend. The third, I helped my ex get ready for a date she was very nervous about it so I like facetimed her and calmed her down and like helped her pick out an outfit and like talked her off the ledge a little bit um while I was so I I was it delayed me um shipping a sign but it was worth it um and then the fourth I was like I well, I've been reading the book like she's like given some gifts to herself and like d- like some things that are like not maybe as objectively large as others like you know one time she gave like a hundred dollars to someone and then the other time you know it was objectively less whatever but I wouldn't necessarily say less valuable um so I there were a lot of people that were trying to get me to come out and I had so all of August I didn't give myself a single rest day from the gym and I didn't really realize that until my body was like 
holy shit, Jess. Like, <laughs> I was like in a lot of pain and really just needed a break. And I gave, and I was wanting to be productive and go see people and like go to the gym and all this stuff. So I like kind of gave myself the gift of not doing anything and being and not being guilty about it um mm-hmm. and kind of breaking my routine and like not feeling like shit about it which was nice because it's been a long a long time since I've done that um mm-hmm. or at least it's felt like it so that one was kind of I feel like kind of a stretch I feel kind of weird because I didn't like give a gift to someone else but um I think it also comes back to the whole self-care thing because had I went and done all of those things, it would have just been draining me. Like I didn't have the energy for the gym. I didn't have the energy and I didn't really want to go out. It would have been more just to like appease other people. So Mm -hmm. I did not do that. And then yesterday I reached out to a friend um, who released some music on Friday. Very good songs, but like some of the stuff was like kind of sad and mental health concerning Mm. um so I reached out to him and I'm planning a trip to go see him and then I haven't done anything today yet but Hmm. yeah what do you I mean this is like stuff that we'll get into more in depth when we do the book club because that's what the book clubs were but um what do you think like so far I know you're only five day five gifts in but like what do you have like a takeaway so far or something that you've learned about yourself or something where you're like, Oh, I never, never thought about that before. Like I know somebody reached out to us on Instagram and was like, I just feel like I'm not doing enough. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, see, it's so interesting. It's so interesting because like sometimes it's the littlest things that can have the biggest impact and it doesn't even have to cost money. And it's, there's Mm -hmm. like a perfectionist element to it. Like if this isn't a perfect gift, then it's not worthy. And I mean, her and I talked about that for a little bit, but it reminded me of this time that I got, I think I even talked about it maybe at some point in some episode. I don't even remember. But like one time I was at this store, um, this like little shop that just opened. It was a small business and my mom and I stopped in there and like this lady just gave me a compliment. Like she just complimented me and I was just like not expecting it. And to this day, I still think about that compliment and how it meant a lot to me because she complimented me on like my makeup, which I always think is like such an insecurity of mine. And I was like, oh, you know, like, and she, it was just, it was like so nice and it, it was free and it took her no time. And so it's like something that even as simple as giving a compliment, giving the gift of a compliment can change somebody's perception of themselves. And you won't even know the ripple effect or how deep that goes, right? Like, you just, and we don't think it's worthy, but it's like, that was like one of the nicest things a stranger's ever said to me when she approached me and said that. And I was just like, they'll not, ne- she'll never know that, you know, like she'll never know how deep that influenced me or was like heartwarming to me. And so we are so challenged sometimes with like the bigger, the better. And sometimes it's less is more, you know, but yeah, I mean, that, is that, that something has probably that been you- my biggest absolutely yeah and I knew it was like even just reading the book I was like Mm -hmm. like that was kind of like a lame gift and then I was like whoa Jess like hold up because I mean first off something's better than nothing and I know even from a receiving aspect like it's those little like little not even a compliment but just like hey I'm thinking of you or hey like I'm here for you if you need me or like just like a nice 
even if it's not directed towards me, but like, you know, some of those like TikToks where they go around and they just write a note to a random stranger. Like that that stuff hits harder than, you know, if someone's like, here's $25 to Starbucks, which like I'm obviously like always grateful for that stuff too. But mm-hmm. it's like I know inside from a receiving aspect that those mean the most. But then from a giving standpoint, that's been like a barrier that I'm having to kind of challenge and um, knock down a little bit. So I knew that was going to be um, a thing. And I and I know when I talked to Morgan about this, I was like, well, maybe like, you know, you you recommended maybe setting like a monetary limit for the month. So I'm not like continuously just because I feel like that's something that I almost lean back on because I'm like, oh, I can just give money and I automatically feel good. And it's like I won't even have to think about it. Um, but I want to challenge myself. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like, it's, I almost feel like it's a cop out personally because of how like my mind or I know where my mind's at. Um, and it also challenges me to come up with other ways to give and, um, yeah. So it's been interesting. Mm -hmm. It's definitely like, I, I anticipated that being kind of a barrier just from reading the book. Um, and some like, even just like reaching out to my friend, like that, that felt really good. It felt better than just giving those couple coins to the feet, which obviously is just a few coins, but to her, she, I mean, she was so grateful. I mean, she was like, she had no, Mm -hmm. I guess other people had come by and said no. And, you know, it was like, oh yeah, of course. Like I, I would love to help. And it was just kind of done. I mean, it was, I liked that the timing of it was kind of kismet. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But cause I had just been Mm -hmm. thinking about it like reaching out to my friend and like you know a couple of the other things like that that I felt like good about and was like I think a little bit more intentional because I was like oh I'm going to go do this versus like the opportunity presenting itself too I don't know but it was Mm -hmm. um yeah it's been interesting I'm I'm curious about other people I know some people have tagged us in stories um and they they've been loving it so if you are hearing this and you've you've been doing it tag us or message us we love to hear it Mm -hmm. what you're Mm -hmm. what you're doing yeah yeah I I'm excited to start like actually getting into the nitty-gritty because I'm I think it's interesting what happens when you like part of the part of the reason in the book that she is recommended to start doing this gift challenge is because it takes the focus off of yourself and puts it onto other people. And so it gets you out of your own head and your own worries and um, re- reframes connection and vulnerability and all of those things in just a simple manner of intentional giving every day. And so I'm I'm sure that there'll be things that come up where it's like, well, that is an interesting thing I never anticipated or you know but mm-hmm. anyway so we started that or you know Jess is ahead of me but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be there I'm gonna be done by the time we do our next um book club zoom that was why I thought you know yesterday would be an okay day to start yeah um and let's see our patreon we have a patreon coming up do you want to talk about that for a minute yes so our next patreon zoom is on the 14th next uh, next Wednesday by the time you're hearing this um at 7 p.m. Central, and we thought it would be a good idea to kind of do like a quick crash course of how to do something that we have learned to do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm still figuring out what I'm going to to do. I might make it a poll and see what you guys might be interested in, or maybe ask some of the people in my mentorship program what they think would be 
the most helpful, like had we not done a lot of the maker mentorship stuff, like what they would have learned or wanted to learn. Um, but I'm really excited for yours. What are you what are you going to do? Well, one of the the biggest things since starting Wilson House that happens in my and I'm not just being like, oh, people ask me this all the time because I hate when people say that. But really, like a frequent question that I get in my DMs or comments on TikTok or whatever um, is like, I would love to know how you did what you did or how did you do that or people looking for guidance. And so I'm trying to keep it broad and kind of applicable to everybody. But my like, I figured Jess and I would each do like a 25 minute spiel between the two of us, like each do a 25 minutes. Um, but mine is going to be how I built a six figure business in less than a year. So basically the steps I took to leave nursing and it's not going to be like super in depth because I obviously only have 25 minutes and I feel like that could be a whole course in and of itself of how I've done what I've done and what I've learned along the way. But I know there's a lot of people that listen who wonder that, like how in the world did you build a six figure business? How did you do that? And it was a whirlwind and I, you know, well, I can get into all that on the Patreon Zoom. So I recommend that you come. Um, it's $5 to join the Patreon. Um, you get to come to the Zooms every month and we do a drawing every month, which we're going to announce our latest drawing after this. Cause at the end of the month for anyone who's in the Patreon, we do a drawing as like a thank you. So we're going to give away like a, I don't know, like a $20 gift card, Starbucks or something, and maybe something else fun. I haven't thought about it yet. Maybe like a candle, maybe a Wilson house candle. That'd be kind of fun. But yeah, like, so touching on that. And like, I know one of the ideas that Jess, uh, toyed around with, which like, I don't want to have her commit to something before she's ready. But she talked about branding. I love branding. I love it. I think it's like one of the most fun things. And she has a lot of really amazing things to say about branding too. So if she doesn't do branding this time, I'm going to make her do it a different Patreon. But um, <laughs> I would say you but, have you know. more branding stuff to offer. But I actually recently, I've done this like on the side. Um, I kind of like the mentorship before I made it public. But um, I... And I, I guess I might launch this like actually on my Instagram, but I have been helping with branding and building websites for makers. So that's been really fun. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it just gets me so ex- like branding and just like logos and stuff just get me so excited. And I feel like it really challenges my creativity. And I love like seeing it from an outside perspective, just like I like seeing other people create logos for other people because it's like you see it from you can see like this whole picture. And like I know sometimes it's really hard to build a brand for yourself or for your business when you have all these ideas and you probably have a a bunch of other logistics in your brain regarding the business. And sometimes it's hard to just kind of encapsulate all of that. So that's been really fun to do kind of on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually someone that I'm working with in the mentorship program. So that's extra cool. Cause I get, I, I know like a bunch of stuff in the background, mm-hmm. uh, like what's going on and it's been, it's really cool. Like it's like an immersive experience and mm-hmm. I can't wait for, to finalize everything. Yeah. So tentatively Jess might do branding. She might not, who knows? I don't know. She'll, she'll let us know on the Patreon zoom. But- yeah, I have, I have, Yeah. Yeah, that, I think that'd be good. And unless someone comes up with like a better idea to do now and then maybe by the time we do another one like this, mm-hmm. I'll have more um, like tangible things under my belt. But either way, I think it's something. And I know you are the – I mean, I think like when you and I think branding, like we just <laughs> – it's just like a, oh, what about this and this and this? And it's um, – I know you also have like that creative like 
we just both like that full like experience and kind of like making that into a brand yeah I just I love creating which I can (laughs) I'm already like trying to restrain myself from getting up on my soapbox because I love talking about this stuff but like when you have a business and I know not everyone that listens to this podcast has a business but I think this could be applicable for many people who either have an entrepreneurial mindset or are wanting to start a business or have a business but it's like you are not just selling a product or a service you're selling an experience you are selling an experience to people. And that is what makes a huge difference. And like, that's part of what I want to talk about is like how to create that experience for your customer. Um, Because that's like so integrated into how you build a brand. And branding is so much more than your logo and the color scheme, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's the story. It's the mission. It's the way you make people feel. It's the way that you make your customers remember you. What what sets you apart? What makes you different? How are you going to tell that story? Like, it's just mm-hmm. so, I love it because people think all the time, like, I don't have a story. It's like, oh my gosh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You absolutely yes. do. Because I guarantee something that happened to you in your life or that you've experienced is so relatable to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And you won't think it. You'll just be like, oh, this thing happened. Or, you know, I left this job one time or I did this thing. It's like when I tell people I left nursing, like to me, it's just like, that's not an anomaly. Anomaly. It's not an anomaly, but to a lot of people it is like to me I'm just thinking I I like left this career right and but for people who have been yearning to leave a career they're like I can't believe you did that how did you do that it's like oh well here's my story and it's it makes that's part of my branding and that's like part of what I want to teach people and like I think that'll tie in really nicely to Jess's branding yes um presentation so yeah like like I said I'm already like hyped up just talking about it I know I my brain is turning so I'm like fast literally right now. I'm doing having to like right pump now. the brakes. <laughs> I'll make that into a reel so people can see. I feel like uh, the patrons we've done so far have been like really introspective and something that Jenna Kutcher says, she's like, I want to be where like woo meets work. And like, that is where I want to fall to is like, I have a lot of woo in me. I have a lot of like, yes, there's something for everybody. Yes. There's like divinity involved. Yes. There's A, B and C, but also like there are actionable steps that you have to take from the inspiration that you're getting in your life to create the world that you want. Like Jen Sincero says this thing, I'm not going to quote it exactly, but it's like, you can't create the life you want by, you know, sitting on your couch with a bong in your hand and a travel magazine in your lap. Like you're not going to travel the world just doing those things. Like you have to actually take steps to do, to make things happen and to like, let the universe know like, Hey, I'm here. I'm doing this thing. Can you show up for me? And I like, am kind of in this like transitional phase of business and teaching and coaching of like woo, woo meets work and like integrating the two. So like, yeah, we're going to work on mindset. And yes, we want to talk about like your ideal life and manifestation and all of those things. But like, also like, let's give you five steps on how to like, just get started and give you Mm -hmm. tangible, actionable steps that you can take. So it's not so foreign or so out of your element that you don't feel like, okay, that's great manifestation, but how do I do that? It's like, oh, okay, well, we'll take a step back and like back up here. We'll meet you with where you're at. Let's talk about it. This is how I did it. So yeah, I'm really excited for the Patreon because I think we're going to start to incorporate some workshops like that. And we'll obviously still do, you know, once in a while, our woo and our ideal life workbook and um, money mindset and all that stuff, but giving more tangible like how to's as well. So um, yeah, that's coming up uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll be Wednesday. So 
I'm also thinking about starting a text club because I can send out a reminder for people. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll put something in our story, like, like a vote or sometime something. soon. Yeah, because we asked like people can like some sign people. up for it, and then yeah. yeah, and people are like that would actually be really helpful because I always forget about the Zoom by the time that it happens. And also, what I want to make a note of for the Patreon Zoom is like Jess and I are in Central Time, so we're like in the middle of the country, Central Midwest. Central. It's seven p.m. Central. So if you're on like. If you're in California, that's going to be 5 p.m. for you. If you're on the other side of the country, if you're in like Maine, that's going to be 8 p.m. for you, right? So like just note that when we post the Zoom times, it's central time. So you're probably going to have to convert unless you're in central to what that's going to be for you. So that's why a text club is helpful because if I send out a text at 6.30 being like, hey, just a reminder, in 30 minutes we have a Zoom. If you're in California, you're still going to get that at the time zone that you are in, right? So like... I think that will be helpful just to have people be like, oh, yeah, that's tonight and hop on really mm-hmm. quick. Um, and they're usually like an hour. Um, we've been trying to keep it to an hour. So and, you know, if you have to hop off early to put your kids to bed or go grab dinner or like, I don't know, whatever it is that you have to do, like we don't take offense to that. We get people have lives. But I do think it's helpful. I'm really excited about kind of like changing up the format just a bit and seeing how that influences everything. Like, let's talk about today. Because Jess, I know like for you personally, um, you have complete, like from the time that I started talking to you and um, started to get close to you to right now have a completely different schedule, a completely different routine than you used to. Like when I started talking to Jess, She'd be up until like three, four, five in the morning, working all night, <laughs> trying to get stuff done. Like that's just her, which is like fine. I mean, that's how some people yeah. operate, right? That was I thought but that like, that was the best for me because I mean it's all all I really knew. But yeah, I yeah, I was like, but like how? First of all, what was the shift for you? What happened? Because now you have a, a which I'll let you talk about, but you have like a practice in the morning that includes working out and meditation and changing your diet and all this stuff. So like, obviously there was something that changed. What was, what has been your transition and realization and how has it changed your day to day? Everything. I've only been doing it for a month. Only been doing, I guess. It feels like longer. It feels like longer because I am like so routine dependent now and not necessarily in a bad way. Like there have been days where like, like today I didn't go to the gym this morning, which was kind of difficult for me because I wake up and I'm just like, I want to go to the gym. Um, for various reasons I was like I don't really have time to shower I had self-tanner on I was really tired I was like I will just go after my appointment this afternoon after the podcast um but it's something that I like I wake up and I'm excited to do and like people that know me like you know me other people know me I've never been a morning person I literally have a bracelet that shocks me awake because I'm (laughs) such a heavy sleeper and I don't like waking up in the mornings it is always how I've been I've never like working in EMS like people just knew me as like I I was never like that cute person that woke up was all bubbly I was always grumpy as fuck like I would literally I would look like a grouch I would be I would embody a grouch and I'd sleep in and so like especially ever since I've been full-time with the business and I haven't had to get up early I mm-hmm. I, I really just never set alarms. I just woke up when I woke up and did what I did. And I was like, this is fine because I'm getting, I'm actually getting adequate sleep and I'm listening to my body and da, 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 which was, I think, okay. You know, I mean, I was so used to such a rigid um, work schedule where I wasn't getting any sleep. My body was just so depleted. 
Um, and a lot of times like late at night, I would get this like burst of productivity, which so I like, you know, being self-employed and not having to be up at a certain hour. I'm like, well, I'd rather just keep being productive and not stop the train of productivity and just get this stuff done. And then I'll just sleep in a little bit and pick back up in the morning or afternoon or whatever, because I would normally sleep in at 10 a.m. Like sometimes if I woke up early and I end up going back to bed, usually I would like text a reply to Morgan. She'd be like, why are you up? It's like <laughs> it's like 10 a.m. You should still be sleeping. <laughs> Like literally she's like are you okay (laughs) like I'm surprised you're awake and I normally would go back to bed because I just wouldn't get up I'd have no reason to and I don't really know exactly what the shift was other than just trying it out and the Huberman Lab podcast I know I talk about him all the time but some of his podcasts I mean they have literally changed my life like Mm -hmm. just give it because I'm a very science-based person we all know this And I like having like tangible reasons and research and uh, data points behind something, Um, especially in today's day and age where you just see, I mean, everyone has something to say. They're like, oh, this is the best thing. The other day I saw someone that said that water is bad for you. Like literally there's just so much stuff on the internet. It's just like, but he does all of the research. He like presents it in such like an unbiased way. And it is like so refreshing. But um. He had some on waking and wakefulness and stuff. And I mean, I'm not I'm not even going to attempt to to recount what he said. I just highly, highly, highly recommend. I've listened to them multiple times, like going listening to those podcasts. Um, but right around my birthday and it, and it was I don't think it was necessarily like, oh, it's my birthday. This is going to be like a new year. It was more just it was the first of August and it was just like a convenient thing. And I just like I was feeling so just like so gross with myself and um, I guess maybe a TMI, but I had started like a new birth control and like my hormones are just all over the place. And I was just, I felt like shit. I felt like shit, mm-hmm. wasn't happy. And like, you know, I know that like, I mean, I think it's the truth for everybody, but like my physical, like how I, my body is feeling and looking is so tied to my mental health. And I knew that I had to kind of target the problem I guess from the source and Mm -hmm. I've always Mm -hmm. struggled with with my weight I've always struggled with um I mean my my mental health I think now is much better than it's ever been but um I knew my hormones were off and I just I'd listen listening to his podcast and I was like I'll just try it you know like I'll just try it for a few days whatever and I just started going to the gym and just in the mornings. And actually part of that was because I knew that that would affect like how I ate the rest of the day. If I like work out in the morning versus like working out later. And then also um, it just gets it out of the way and there aren't a lot of people Mm -hmm. at the gym. So I was like, okay, let's just try it. So I started waking up at like six 30, which is hours before I normally woken up, like literally five hours before I would normally be awake. And um, I just started kind of incorporating a routine. It wasn't ever like, okay, this is like exactly what I'm going to do. I just started doing things that like felt good and I enjoyed. So I would get up, um, wash my face, brush my teeth, go make my everyday dose mushroom latte thing, make a, my, my piece of bread with peanut butter and honey on it and go to the gym. And I, even had a, like a routine at the gym, which is a little bit different now because of my foot and because the hydro massage machine is a little bit different now. But I used to, I did like 20 minutes of the hydro massage, massage, massage. <laughs> 20 minutes of <laughs> like the Grinch. I Can I have the massage, please? <laughs> Do sound like the Grinch. 
<laughs> I'm gonna do that next time. He's gonna be like, okay, um, <laughs> you're so weird. <laughs> they're like, oh, Jess is back. Um, and then I would put on 20 minutes of sacred acoustics, and which I mean, it's not like the best way to meditate because there's like literally water jets like blasting you. <laughs> it's so loud, so much stimuli, but it like it still relaxed my brain enough so that I could really focus on a good yeah. workout. And then so I would do that, and then I would have this um treadmill routine where I would do um this this woman on on Instagram made a bunch of different playlists called treadmill uh, struts where she would do like different artists like the one I listen to is by Young Gravy and it like starts at like three miles per hour or whatever and then it goes up 0.1 miles per hour every song and then eventually it's like a light jog and it would end like I got it to where it was like literally exactly 20 minutes I would like do the incline walking and then incline running for like the last song or two and I've never been a runner ever 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 do you put the incline up for every time like every time that the incline no I keep it at like six or seven oh okay no I keep it I I just keep it up yeah um yeah because I think it's a lot easier for me to like it to walk when it's more flat so it kind of gives me especially Mm -hmm. when I'm walking like a little bit more um so I did that like to the point where like the people that worked there like they knew when I walked in they'd be like all right go hide and massage is ready for you and like oh she's gonna go do the treadmill and then like after that I would go to the bathroom and like take a piss or something and then go like (laughs) I at the at the time was still drinking energy drinks like right like kind of you know sporadically not every day yeah and I've officially just finished my last energy drink last week which I had only had one last week and stopped the subscription like I haven't been drinking them you're um, on a subscription I I would say Amazon subscription yeah I don't want to talk about it um Where they, like, even the mailman was like, oh, it's her energy drinks. It's like a heavy ass box. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just love my heart health, apparently. But yeah. So <laughs> I, it was like this routine that I just had. And I just, it just felt, I think, so, and someone had messaged me on Instagram. And I was like, man, like, I am, is anyone, like, I never realized how powerful routines were. And that's the thing, like, this was like even just a week, a week in maybe two weeks in like mm-hmm. it was almost instantaneous where I was like I love this and he said something oh let me see if I can pull it up because the way he said it I was like oh yeah duh like that makes sense not like that I didn't really know it before but just like the way he worded it um but this is from the Hebrew like habits podcast, are incredible or? um no this, well this is he didn't say it. this was some other guy yeah but he was like habits are incredible he's like you want to automate as much as your life as possible so you can use your brain power for more complex tasks mm. And I was like, yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah. I was like, that's so, I'm like, duh. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Like, that's what it's doing. And, and I, and like, like Morgan, I used to do bodybuilding. I wasn't as like, like an, an undergrad. I was dating someone. He was a bodybuilder and I had already been kind of lifting. Me and my roommate would go and lift in the mornings and she would begrudgingly wake me up. I was not a morning. I hated it. Hated, hated, hated it. Um, and I developed like lots of like really bad like relationships with food with him. Yeah, he was very um, strict, and he was foreign too, which yeah. I don't think really helped. But he was like, "You shouldn't be eating that." Or da da da. I I know he meant it from like I know he was actually very supportive, but there were just like those little things that like eventually made me like have a very bad relationship with food. So and I tied that to the gym, and basically up until this last year, 
I would go work out, but it was still just not, didn't feel like mentally great, you know? Yeah. And a lot of the Huberman Lab podcasts, like he talks about like, I think one of the first ones I ever listened to actually, and I still, I've listened to it to a couple times and a couple of the people in the mentorship program, I, I sent it to them and they're like, I can't believe you just call me out like that. Like this, I needed this like <laughs> months ago. Like this is like the best podcast ever. And I'm just like being read for filth. Like this is like exactly what I needed. And it was about like dopamine and motivation and stuff because I know like with ADHD and all that stuff, like dopamine is a huge player and it is for anybody. But the way and essentially, I mean, you again, you need to go listen to it. Everybody should listen to it. But one of the things he basically extrapolated from the data and everything is like you need to enjoy the journey. I mean, there's obviously mm. he said it from a more mm-hmm. scientific standpoint and had like data behind it. But essentially, like you need to enjoy the journey and I think what helped was like again there was science behind it because we hear that all the time it's like we need to enjoy the journey it's like well yeah duh but it's like a lot easier said than done but I think that was just like the permission slip I needed to just be like all right we'll go enjoy it because and he's like you might even need to kind of trick yourself you know like maybe it's something that you don't really enjoy but just start like shifting and reframing and just just try you know like you obviously can't Mm -hmm. lie to yourself but you can kind of trick yourself into it. And that's exactly what I did. And now like, I literally like I had to force myself to take a rest day the other day. Like I literally had to for- mm-hmm. like, I was literally texting people. I was like, I- and they, they were like, oh, I'm going to the gym. I was like, I can't talk to you about the gym right now. Cause like, I was like, I-, I felt like an addict, but like, it wasn't even like, I don't like go like there's sometimes where I'll go and I won't even do like a whole lot, but it's just like the action of going um, and just being in that environment just makes me feel better. And it leads to me making healthier food choices leads to me being more product yep. like productive in the day like even if I'm I'm only mm-hmm. going and I bike five miles or like I walk for 20 minutes or something like I don't yeah. lift every single day um but like I I never thought that I would get to the point that I am right now where I'm so in love with not only that but eating healthy like and even with the energy drinks like I I think some of the podcasts where he was talking about caffeine and like wakefulness and stuff. And like, there's like so much science behind like waking up. There's just so many like protocols he talks about that I've implemented. Like I go out and I see sunlight within like 15, 20 minutes of waking up for at least like 15 minutes. Like I'll go for like a little walk or I'll go sit outside and read or something in the sunlight. And that's like huge for your circadian rhythm and like really leads to you being awake. Um, I've been doing like cold showers, which is like huge with like dopamine and being awake and wakefulness. And there's just like so many like tips and tricks that he offered. And I was like, Oh, what the hell? Like I'll try it. And now I just, I literally feel like Superman. That sounds so cliche kind of, but like, there's just, it's like, I just feel like I'm so like eat more efficient like I just feel so much better physically and so much better mentally and I'm getting and I think it's like it's a very low cost way for like I've been kind of training myself to sh- to see like this is something that like you can do this like this is something that you can do because for the longest time I was like oh I can't ever like weigh less than I weigh now I won't ever be able to like not eat unhealthy or Mm -hmm. go to the gym regularly. And I'm literally doing all of those things and absolutely loving it. And I think that it's also contributing to my business because I'm like, there's like nothing that I can't do. I mean, I've always like told myself that, but it's like showing me that, you know, 
like even mm-hmm. from like a molecular standpoint like the endorphins that are being released like it's all contributing to like that ultimate goal of like my ideal life and what I want and like I can't empath- like and it's just again people that know me like <laughs> this is like this is very recent like literally it's been a, it's been a month it's been a month I've seen so much not just physically but mentally I've never been happier mm-hmm. I've never been more confident I've never felt more like positive about my life which is great because I know seasonal depression's like right around the corner <laughs> so I'm like trying to like get ahead of the curve you know um so that mm-hmm. I don't you know have a dip in my mental health um like I can in the winters but I don't know it's just hopefully maybe someone will hear this and be like you know what I'm just gonna go try it and like he has another episode about just like the physical activity and mental health where it's like you you only need to like you can just go walk for like 10 20 minutes a yeah day. like you don't have to go to the gym it doesn't have to be some big right. thing and honestly when I started this kind of routine I wasn't really like lifting a whole lot like even the walking like I was just really walking I wasn't doing the running and then I just kind of kept pushing I was like let's see what I can get away with let's see what I can do because you yeah. know I, I always yeah. like I get in my head a lot like even yesterday I was doing leg day and I put on another plate and I was like I won't be able to do this like it's gonna crush me and I was like considering asking someone to spot me because I was like this is a lot of this is like 750 pounds like this will break me if I like <laughs> can't push it up and I was really in my head and I just sat there for a second I'm like who the fuck says I can't who me I know I can do it and I did it yeah. and I was like see that was like nothing you know and right. same with the cardio I'm like oh I should just stop and then I'd be like okay just do 10 more seconds and then I'd be like oh that wasn't anything I'm like okay do 10 more seconds like I think that has been such a helpful mentality for me um because I do have quite a history of like justifying what like oh just you shouldn't do this for x y and z so it's been helping me with business and stuff too um kind of getting through some of those like mental roadblocks because it's like well I'm showing myself every single day that Mm. I can do things that I didn't think I could do before Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the only person in my way is me you know yeah no that's like it's it's really interesting um how it's like routine but it's also the the act of moving your body and I feel like one kind of comes with the other right like once you start either a Mm -hmm. moving your body or working on your diet it influences you to do the other thing yes and um entrepreneurs are so are they're notorious for letting their health go it's like the very first thing Mm -hmm. I was having this conversation with actually um somebody in the coaching session she's like it is the easiest thing to let go of first you know it's like the easiest thing that we can rationalize to let go of And it's so true because it's, you know, you are trying to find that extra hour of a day to squeeze in productivity, which, I mean, that's a whole other layered thing that we could talk about. But, you know, so the very first thing is like, oh, I I don't have time to go to the gym. And it's like, well, I mean, and that's a story that I've been telling myself for a long time. And what's what's really interesting about my health journey is that I was um, like hyper focused, hyper fixated on um, eating clean, 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 like clean to the point of like not enjoying going out to restaurants because I didn't know the ingredients. I mean, because I was in a, I was signed up for a bodybuilding competition. So it really started to mess with how I viewed food, how I viewed nutrition, um, how I enjoy, how I viewed enjoyment of food and the social aspect of food that it can provide. And it really morphed um, my relationship with that. 
And um, at the time when I was like in the bodybuilding, it was for aesthetics, right? And so I was full-time nursing at that time at my nursing job. And I was, I had like swing, a swing schedule. So I was working like night shift, AMs, second shift. I was all over the place. And on top of that, I was trying to get these workouts in. I had a trainer. I was trying to eat really clean. And so going from that to like where I've been the last like three years, which like I literally went on a vacation, came back and never went back to the gym because I burnt myself out of the process. And I realized how much of the enjoyment I had taken out of it. And so that's literally what happened is there was a huge snowstorm that happened on the day my competition was scheduled. Um, I opted out. We ended up, we had a vacation scheduled because it was like, oh, you're going to do this bodybuilding competition and we're going to go on vacation like right after that to celebrate. So I had come to terms with dropping out of the bodybuilding competition because of the snowstorm. We ended up getting on a plane, going to Mexico. Um, When I came back, the coach that I had hired actually took a different position and was like moving into management. And he was like the whole reason that I was staying accountable in the first place, which also speaks to the power of a coach, right? But like Mm -hmm. he left and then he was like suggesting these other people to me to go um, start training with. And I was like, I don't know. I don't want to start over with somebody else. And it was like, part of it was an excuse, but part of it was like, I mean, this is all really truly factors of like why I just dropped everything. And then he ended up taking that position. I stopped going to the gym and literally just like reverted back to baseline, which I've never been a horrible eater in my adulthood. Like as a child, I didn't eat very well, but it's because I didn't know any better. But in adulthood, I've always been really cognizant of what I've eaten and like, you know, there's a give and take, right? So if I'm going to have like this donut today, um, I'll probably not have like X, Y, and Z. But so my journey in the last year in particular, as I've take or, you know, year and a half, as I've left nursing, because when I was nursing, people would order food all the time. I would decline. I always brought lunches. I was still very healthy. And then when I shifted into entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, I, it was like a weird shift of like, I gave so much of myself away to the business and to trying to make it work and um, just going through the the growing pains of what it means to run a business and how to do it efficiently and effectively without giving up your soul to do it. You know, like that's been a learning curve. And so I'm just now at the point where I'm like, hey, and if you want to continue to scale and grow this business, you have to be healthy, right? Because like if I'm not taking care of myself, even if this business does grow to like the goal, like I have this goal of making it, of bringing in a million dollars of revenue at some point, like not anytime soon, but like every year scaling the business to eventually having a million dollars of revenue. And so like, if you want to get to that point, I'm going to have to be healthy. I can't not, it's the cost is too high to let myself not be healthy And so I've been trying to take this shift of recovering my relationship with food and working out and finding things that I enjoy and all of that. But it's a process. And like, I think part of the reason I say that is because I was the person that preached, you know, broccoli, chicken, rice, uh, you know, all this stuff and, you know, was extreme. I was the person and I, I wasn't like chastising other people. It was just like, that's how I live my life. And this is why, you know, but like, and then I went to the other extreme of just like, it's okay that I get this fast food today because I'm in a hurry. Right. So 
I've made this transition and I'm on the journey with a lot of people who maybe haven't started or who are just thinking about starting is like, that's where I'm at right now is like, I'm rebooting the phase of taking care of myself and what that looks like. And I, at one point was really fatigued when I was still nursing and I was bodybuilding and all this stuff. And I actually went to a holistic doctor and he said, um, entrepreneurs and mothers, when they do like the micronutrient testing on people and like um, really get into a deep dive of your body chemistry, mothers and entrepreneurs are the people he always sees deficient in a bunch of nutrients that are, you know, we don't think about that stuff a lot, but the nutrients that we have in our body contribute to our mood, contribute to how we heal, contribute to how we sleep, all of this stuff. And um, I can't think of the percentage off the top of my head, but like when we think of modern medicine, and I'll try not to get on a soapbox completely, but when we think of modern medicine, like Western medicine as it is today, um, doctors, like the average family physician, internalist, you know, practitioner, anybody, they're education while they're in eight years of medical school, the nutrition education that they have is very, 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 very minute. Like it's like less than, I don't even know, like 50 hours less than that, which like you're talking about the building block of the human and what you're putting in your body is going to definitely affect what you get out of your body. Um, and whether that's disease or whether that's flourishing, right? Like, I think we vastly underestimate how what we eat influences how we feel, how we operate, what our health is, right? And there's, you know, eons and eons of science. You could go into so much literature about that. Um, But I just know, just from the perspective of like eating very clean and not eating very clean, I know how I feel, right? Like, just that in and of itself is evidence to me that what you put in your body matters. Um, but I learned a lot when I was in my bodybuilding phase, I learned about, you know, how to eat, what macros were, um, how to move my body, how to eat, to build muscle. I learned a lot of like really critical and important skills. Um, but I also learned how unsustainable it is to be that extreme, um, the importance of rest and recovery, Um, how cortisol levels affect and impact everything. So not only cortisol from like your day-to-day work, but if cortisol level, if you don't know, cortisol is a hormone released during stress. So um, it can wreak havoc in your body. It's known to cause inflammation. Um, The only really like positive thing about cortisol is it regulates sleep pattern or like it's, it's related to your sleep pattern, but too much cortisol can wreak havoc on your body. And so learning how cortisol affects my body, like I learned all that during bodybuilding and from my holistic practitioner. Um, but like right now, as I start over, like here are the things that I'm going to suggest or say, because I feel like because I'm starting over, like almost, you know, right now, these are the things that I'm doing. Um, Even if it's just for five minutes and you tell yourself, I'm going to go to the gym just for five minutes, chances are you're going to be there longer than five minutes, but you tricked yourself into going in the first place just by saying all you have to do is five minutes. And then you'll, you'll end up realizing that five minutes can turn into 40 minutes or 30 minutes or however long, you know, you want to be there just by showing up, right? Um, Setting out your clothes for the gym the day before or for the activity you're going to do, um, Right now, I have like this continuous glucose monitor 
because I want to see how my nutrition, how I'm currently eating is affecting my glucose levels in my blood. And so I currently have a system called Levels, but it's an app on your phone. You pop on a continuous blood glucose monitor, which is basically like a little device that you wear on the back of your arm or on your belly. And you can track your food on there. You take a picture of what meal you have and then it tracks your blood glucose. So basically, if there's a huge spike, which is something you want to avoid, you know, like, oh, that meal for me, particularly with my current body chemistry, that meal is probably not the best choice. And so because there's this accountability, just like having a coach almost like there's this accountability to watching that graph and trying to keep the graph Um, as even as possible without these spikes, there's an accountability in your head to that. So like that's been helping me make better choices with meals because I can now physically see how my choices of even eating a donut or something, how drastically that affects the blood glucose. And it's like there's accountability to it, right? Now I can see it. So I've been using that. Um, A good resource for blood glucose, if you want to like learn more about how glucose in particular, um, left unchecked can really, um, be detrimental to your body. There's a, a woman on Instagram, it's be well by Kelly, but she has a lot of really amazing education. She's known for smoothies. Like that's like kind of how she got her claim to fame, but she used to be a yoga instructor. She tried out all these different things and people loved learning about the smoothies. And so she took off with that. And that's been her claim to fame is her smoothies. But she has like really excellent information. Like something I learned from her even is just like in my I've been doing morning shakes. Um, I use a vegan protein, like a plant based protein. She adds cauliflower to her um, smoothies. And at first you look at it, you're like, that looks disgusting. And she's like, you can't even taste it, but it gives you a vegetable in the morning you know, and so I've been adding cauliflower and then frozen avocado to my smoothies and you can't even tell. Right. So it's like just like little tips like that, where it's like I wouldn't have done that last month, but now I'm doing it. And like I was just looking at my levels before this and I had that this morning, like this gorgeous shake with my vegan protein and some berries and, you know, like it tastes really good cauliflower and avocado included. And I didn't have a giant spike from that, you know, like that says something when you can eat a lot of fruit and also balance it out with the tips that I've learned from her. And it's like, oh, I didn't have a giant spike because I paired it with protein and a healthy fat. That's so so cool. yeah, she's she's an excellent resource. I'm pescatarian. So I've gone through a whole gamut of journey of choosing my protein sources. Um, and that really, for me, stemmed from an ethical standpoint and like factory farming and how horrid it is, not only for the planet, but for the animals. And I just couldn't justify eating meat anymore in the way that it's produced. But when I was in a transitionary period of like, this is all gradual, right? Like this is all changes I've made over the last five years and a lot of things that I do. But um, when I was still eating land animals, um, I found a farm, which I'm just going to share this because I think it's really interesting for people. And I I love this farm and I support them and I just love their mission. So I just want to talk about them for a minute. Um, it's called White Oak Pastures and they're out of Georgia. But he was a factory farmer, did the standard, you know, cattle, uh, feedlot, uh, pump them with hormones, antibiotics, all this stuff, right? Like he was very traditional. That's how you made money. He 
I don't know how he discovered this, but he learned about this farming system called the Serengeti farming system. And he completely changed the practices of how he raises the animals. And so it's incredible. Just go to their website. I'll link it. It's, they have this video and he talks about his journey. And I just think it's so inspiring that somebody saw that there was an issue and made a change. Um, it's just like one of those things that I look at and I can stand behind 100% because it's like that's how you change the world is one decision at a time. And uh, so essentially when I was transitioning from away from factory farming, I found this farm and I was ordering from them because I could like, you know, at least get on board with like the humane aspect of how they raise the animals and stuff. I've now transitioned to pescatarianism because I just emotionally can't <laughs> handle eating an animal. Uh, and I'm, you know, I ebb and flow. Sometimes I'm like fully vegetarian. Sometimes I'm pescatarian. Um, but they, there's also a lot of research out there about, you know, uh, protein, the consumption of it. Um, there's a book called how not to die that talks about like veganism in particular, and a lot of really amazing research in that book regarding just stories of people who have switched their diet and had like these major life changes, especially with cardiovascular issues. But he, he basically in this book breaks down like all the major body systems and tells how changing your diet to a more plant-based diet, even if you don't go fully, you know, vegetarian, like even incorporating more vegetables or more plants in your diet, how that can positively influence you. I'm not trying to like convert anybody. This is just my personal journey that I'm sharing. Um, so that book has been like really pivotal for me and how I think about food. Um, and then Tony Robbins just came out with a new book too, which I've been meaning to buy, but I just haven't, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Cause I just have so many books on my bookshelf right now. Um, it's called life force, but he basically worked with like a bunch of people cause he has the resources to do it, to figure out, you know, tons of, um, doctors and nutritionists and all these people around the world and talks about modern medicine, diet, how it can affect you, how it changes your body chemistry, all this stuff. But the book goes very in-depth. I've been, like I said, I've been meaning to read it. I just haven't got there yet. Mm -hmm. Basically, for me, for me personally, it starts with like diet. That's how I've been tackling my, my newfound journey of food and how it fuels you. And also enjoying and indulging once in a while. Like I love, especially this time of year, apple cider donuts. Like I love them. There, There's a grocery store down the street from me that has these apple cider donuts. They are divine. You can only get them this time of year. So it's like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to indulge in them sometimes because it's there's also a balance of life, right? Like you have to enjoy life. You can have the healthy stuff. You can be healthy, but you can also enjoy the little decadencies of life and and delicacies that are offered because life's short right so like enjoy life too enjoy the burger if you want enjoy the donut enjoy the cheesecake just find the balance of it and for me like it's it's about changing my diet about being mindful of what I'm eating just using this levels program right now Um, I'm sure I won't use that forever, but right now it's holding me accountable because it's like, oh, do you not want to see that spike? Well, I guess you probably shouldn't eat um, that applesauce or whatever it is, you know, like something that's going to cause you to spike. So I don't because I'm holding myself accountable. And then um, I just I'm focusing on my feelings right now. So basically, I want to feel healthy and I want to feel energy and I haven't loved the way I've been feeling. So 
changing my diet and then also moving more, which if even if it's just like a 20 minute bike ride around my neighborhood or I bought a kayak, so I've taken that out and like just doing stuff like that. But um, yeah, like I just think it's so important for us to look at how we treat our bodies because we only get one of them and it's so easy to ignore our bodies until we can't anymore, right? Like until something happens catastrophically. I just know how I want to feel. And I know that when I'm 80 years old, I still want to be walking around with um, vitality and vigor and uh, excitement for life and not be, you know, bedridden because I didn't take care of myself. It's like, do your future self a favor Mm -hmm. and just take care of yourself now. And it doesn't have to be horrible, right? Like I still have apple cider donuts. I still eat them, but I also have just been eating more vegetables and that's okay. Like, you know, there's this, there's a, there's a balance to it. I've shifted my focus from aesthetics to feeling. And I think the aesthetics will come along with how I'm changing things and it'll just be like a nice side effect, you know? Yes, absolutely. But that's like, that's just our take. That's our journey. I guess we just wanted to share with you, you know, we're at the stages that probably most of you are in, which is either you have a great routine and like this episode is just reaffirming what you already know, or you're like, yeah, I know that I need to make a change. And even if you just start small, just start small, just do one thing because if you do too much, it's going to be overwhelming. But um, and I think we'll I, post all this stuff in the show notes. Yeah, too. I do have one more thing to add. I think a, like the biggest like change between what I used to do and what I do now um, is like mindset, you know, especially with like, yeah, the donuts and stuff like do like not eating something because you feel like you have to. I've always been so stubborn that that has never worked for me. I just I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. you said I can or whoever says I can't. Well, I'm going to eat it. And then I usually feel gross. But like, I feel like I've won. So like, I I think again, Huberman Lab. He has a thing on on sugar, and how like there's mm. so much crazy science. You should, I'll send you the link. Like it's so good, but yeah. Um, again, like it kind of gave me like the the reasoning to just try it, and now, and not from a standpoint of like, oh, you can't eat this because it's however many carbs doesn't fit your macros or it's not good for you or whatever. But now, like, if I eat some, like if I even like look at a cookie, I know that if I eat eat it or eat more than you know maybe a little like treat which I still treat myself don't get me wrong like I absolutely love that stuff but I used to overindulge like binge eat that stuff and now like yep I know I feel like crap and even with the energy drinks too like I know like I've noticed it's like it's all about like cause and effect for me and like obviously I know I'm like changing a lot and I've been trying to do so in like a systematic way where I can like kind of pinpoint certain things and how they affect me instead of like a bunch of different factors and then just guessing which one made that change but like Mm -hmm. I know that I feel like crap when I eat that stuff so I just I don't even like crave it anymore I really don't like sometimes I'll crave something sweet and I'll have like kombucha or like some juice or something or like I'll have a cookie but like I used to just like almost probably like a scarcity mindset just like eat and eat and eat and I would not stop like Mm -hmm. until I felt sick and now like it's just so nice to like know and feel like I even just like thinking about that stuff, like know that it won't make me feel good. Um, because before like, you know, it's like, Oh, it's not good for you. You shouldn't eat this. You're trying to be healthy now. So like you can't eat it. Like that never worked yeah. for me. So I think like, and even with like the working no. out stuff too, it's like you shouldn't work out cause you feel like you have to, 
um, maybe in the beginning to get yourself going, but then you'll realize how good you feel and you'll be doing it because you want to and because you feel good and not because you feel like you have to. I, like mindset yeah. is huge. I think it's a mindset like we talk about before. We've, we talk about all the time, really, you know, going into anything with that mindset of doing it because not of obligation, but because you want to and it makes you feel fulfilled. And that carries over to this, too. And um, I challenge you to kind of um, get real with yourself and um, figure out why you're doing certain things and try to correct that. Because, again, like I, again, did a lot of the working out before because I felt like I had to and it just never stuck. And it made me resent it for a really long time. So um, Mm -hmm. I think it's a it's a really important thing to kind of dissect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I honestly feel like Jess and I could have like another hour, hour and a half conversation about this because I have Mm -hmm. like, I'm sure both of us have so much information that I like, I can feel myself Mm -hmm. restraining so many things that I feel like would be helpful or so many things I want to say. But, you know, in the in the essence of like time that we have, Mm -hmm. I just don't have enough time to do any of it justice. But like, you know, maybe we'll do a follow up episode on like, what are three things that we wish that we could tell you about what we've learned in our own health journey? Because, man, there's so much, right? Like, there's just mm-hmm. so much. So yeah. I would be curious Absolutely. to know, like, where you guys are at with your health journey, like where you're at with your dedication to your routine or yourself, or if you're just starting one. Um, yeah, maybe and... any holdups, like, let us know. Maybe we can address them because I can guarantee you we've been through it before or are going through it right now. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I- I'm, you know, like I said, I'm just restarting this journey. I I actually just put this glucose monitor on what, like three days ago, just that's when it got delivered. And that's when I've started looking at it. So it's kind of like, I'm literally starting over, you know, like I'm, I'm starting over, I'm re reinitiating this relationship that I have with moving my body and fueling my body and how I view food, how I view my body. It's, it's more than what it looks like, right? Like it's not about the shape of my hamstring or my quad or my butt. It's about can mm-hmm. I get through the day and feel good at the end of it? You know, like for me, it's just changing the narrative. And so, yeah, like just know that you're not alone, whatever stage of the journey you're at. Maybe you're way ahead of us. Maybe you should be doing a podcast. Probably. Teaching. <laughs> but yeah, I hope that like that helped give somebody permission. Like even if it was like one person of like permission of like, oh, I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to do everything all at once. I just maybe today I will change this one thing. I'm just going to drink more water today and I'm just going to start there for two weeks and then I'll go to the gym for five minutes a day. You know, like gradually introduce these new habits and stack them, which we can talk about habit stacking in a different um, episode. But anyways, Mm -hmm. we hope that was helpful. Don't forget that our Patreon is coming up and we hope to see you guys there. Once again, Jess and I will be talking about probably branding, I'm guessing, and how I built a six-figure business in less than a year and kind of giving you some tips and tricks and insider information and how we brand and how I did that. We'll send out a text club. I think we'll get that going. Anything else, Jess? No, I think that's it. All right. Um, We will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) 